You're very welcome back to another episode of Treaty Talk. Myself, Jack Neville, and Matt Callan of the Weekly Observer and Veil Star. Uh, Matt, there's only one place to start this weekend, and that is the All-Ireland Hurling semi-final between Limerick and Galway. And there's so many narratives coming into this game, obviously. The last meeting of the sides in 2018 final and Limerick semi-final last year. But what's, what's one thing that stands out for you, as, I suppose, heading into Sunday? Well, I suppose one thing that stands out, I suppose, Jack, stands out for, for us all is that we have an All-Ireland semi-final. And more importantly still, that, 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 that Limerick are in it. You know, I, I, I have a sense like that, um, right, it's the first meeting. It's, 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 the, it's the first meeting since um, the sides met in the All-Ireland final in 2018. And obviously, Galway are going to be coming, gunning for, for revenge. Um, and I suppose that will be a motivating factor. And, and, and you, 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 you have the added spice into it, as it were, in that, that Shane O'Neill is now the manager of, 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 um, of Galway. And you just wonder about the insight that he will have into the Limerick players. Because like Shane O'Neill was, was somebody, um, when he was in Limerick, like, was, was totally immersed in, in, in Limerick club hurling. So, like, all right, it, it might be a bit simplistic to say that, that he would be familiar with the, with the Napiersic players. Yes, he would be familiar with the Napiersic players, but I'm sure that in his time with Napiersic, which he led him to unprecedented success, including an All-Ireland um, All success, um, he would have run the rule over players from every club. It would have been his job as the manager. So, like, all those players will be very, very familiar to, 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 to Shane, to Shane O'Neill. And you, you that on one side, which, which could be the, a driving force for Galway, but you have followed them, Rick. You have the driving force of the manner in which they missed out on, on a final place last year. Um, the dramatic circumstances and the controversial circumstances um, in, in, which they, in, in which they missed out to Kilkenny last year. So, like, it, 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 it's, it, it's all set up. Um, it, 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 it's all set up for a cracking game. John Kiley did say in the week that, right, you look back, you look back on the semi-finals um, for the last couple of years, and without exception, Jack, the, the semi-finals for the last couple of years have been humdingers, and like we are poised for something similar this weekend um, in Limerick and Galway on Sunday, which will be preceded um, on Saturday evening by. By, by Kilkenny and Waterford. It's beautifully set up, beautifully set up for this weekend. Yeah, it is. And we'll get on to that other semi-final, obviously, by the time uh, Limerick and Galway take to the field on Sunday, they know who they will face if they win. But it's interesting there, you said uh, you mentioned the words revenge and then obviously the Shane O'Neill factor. Players, players and management like have been quick to kind of to quash those words, but we're just focusing on them because there, there has to be that bit of revenge on the mind for Galway. Obviously, they've only five All-Irelands and to lose any All-Ireland for any team is, is a huge blow. But for Galway, who got so close in the end, that'll definitely be on their mind. It will definitely be on their mind because at, at, at 2017, like, um, they were crowned All-Ireland champions and probably, probably crowned you know, the team of all the talents. They, 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 uh, the manner in which they performed in 2017 was, was phenomenal from a Galway point of view. And like, to come back in 2018 and... And like they were hot favourites in 2018, um, like there was there was a stage at the end after the All Ireland final in 2017. You were wondering, is there any team that would be able to ever put it up to Galway for three or four years? But actually, Limerick didn't read into that script, and and it it, it was a huge disappointment disappointment to them. 
Now, there is, there's, there's another factor here uh, from a Galway point of view and from a Limerick point of view. Both counties on that All-Ireland final day in 2018 used 20 players. There are 16 of those Galway players that featured that day still involved, mainly on, on, on the team. And there are 17 of the Limerick players that are involved. Like um, Mike Casey, unfortunately, is out injured. And <coughs> Richie McCarthy and Shane Dowling, who featured that day, have, have, have retired. On, on, on the Galway side, you have John Hans Hanbury, you have Jonathan Glenn and Paul Killeen. Uh, who was used as a sub that day, and Fergal Flannery, who came on as a late sub when James Kelly got the injury. Um, they, they, they're no longer involved. So, like, it, it, it's, it's very much more of the same in terms of, 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 of personnel. So, like, if there had been a five or six year um, lapse, we say, between the, the, that and, and this present meeting, um, you would have said that a lot of the heart would have would have waned considerably, but um, it's still fresh in the minds of, 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 of 16 of those that will feature on, on, on Sunday. Yeah, and just while we're on that 2018 game, uh, during the week, William O'Donoghue said, um, he was obviously asked, he came on quite late, he came on Limerick were kind of cruising, and obviously then Galway hit their purple patch very late on, and what a purple patch it was, but Will was saying that it must be nerve, more nerve-wracking for people in the stands. So can, can you tell us what kind of emotions you were going through on that day? He said on the pitch, they could obviously control some of it. But as a fan, you and I are more so than anyone working at the game. What was that feeling like in 2018? Well, I, I, I was working at the game and, and um, I, I never went through such a spectrum of, of, of emotions in, 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 in 10 minutes. Um, I would just have loved to have it caught in camera because I suppose I would be far eternally ashamed of the way I probably behaved. But <laughs> it, 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 the emotions, Jack, they were just, they were just unbelievable. And the time um, when the free was awarded and I saw Joe Canning cantering back to take it, I said, "Oh no, here we go. This, this, this has to be it." Oh, but like Tom Condon coming out with that ball and the sound of the final whistle, Jack, it, 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 it was incredible. Of course, you know, I, I was probably spitting fire to all those around me. The fact that there were eight minutes of, 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 of additional time, I, I was wondering where they, where they came from. Um, but it, it was such a kaleidoscope of, of emotions, Jack. Oh, I, I, I will never forget that day. I don't want the same to happen on, 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 on Sunday. I, I want Limerick to do the job, to do the job and, 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 and much sooner and cater for all fogies like myself out that are covering the match. Yeah, you'll be, you'll be hopeful, but as long as they get the job done, you wouldn't really mind. I suppose just any time that you're researching that 2018 final, like every, every single time I watch anything from it, it's goosebumps, sometimes it's tears. It's just magical. And, and really... I suppose the Kilkenny, Kilkenny game was a turning point. It was that Cork game in 2018. But really, that final has instilled an incredible belief into John Kiley's side. And, and while they were underdogs two years ago, they'll be heavy favourites this year. But they seem to be a team that don't really, don't really mind being favourites and carry that burden of expectation. Yeah, no, that, 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 you're right there, Jack. There is, there is a roles reversal this year in that, that, that Limerick will, will win as, as favourites. But, but slight enough favourites. Um, but there, there is another there is, there is another factor here, and uh, 
And um, at the beginning, um, when, when it arose back in 2018, um, we were beginning to dis we were beginning to dismiss it slightly. But it, it's something that cannot be dismissed. I think is the fact that um, Galway would be coming out for a third week in a row. Um, the third week in a row seems to whether it's a mental block or whether it's a physical block or whatever it has, it it it, it seems to militate against teams somewhat. So Galway will be coming out for the third week in a row. Limerick have had the advantage of a two-week break and immediately after the Munster final, it, it, it was the first thing that John Kiley hailed, the fact that, that he did have that 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 extra week and he, he repeated it, um, the value of it uh, during the week. I, I, I think that that is a very, very important factor. Yeah, it will be a huge factor. I suppose we'll, we'll talk about Galway first because we spent so much time talking about Limerick, obviously, this year. Um, and you can probably tie in the Shane O'Neill factor in this who will know the players so well. But what have you found from Galway this year? They were obviously very impressive against Wexford the first day. But realistically, Galway probably should be another side of the draw this Sunday and they'll feel that themselves. They will. They will. Like they, they, they are, they, they're hurting. Um, not just at losing the Leinster final, I'd say, but the manner in which they lost the Leinster final. And I, will, I, I, would, I would certainly think that Galway will take far more lessons many more lessons out of the defeat to Kilkenny than they will uh, from the victory or, or, over Tipperary because like they were five points up, they were hit by two goals in, in a minute. They recaptured, they recaptured the lead, they, they, the lead, they bounced back in the way that Shane O'Neill would have dreamt of after conceding the two goals. But again, um, conceded those, those late, was it four points in a row um, to, 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 to lose the game. And, and it, it, it's the manner in which they lost it. Um, they, they would have done a lot of soul searching as to how that happened, and I, I think you 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 will probably see Galway like if you like the way they finished out the game against Tipperary, the the manner, the strong manner in which they finished out the game and saw how to place into the semi final was in sharp contrast the way the way they 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 they, they saw out the Leinster final because the, the, the fact of the matter is they didn't see out the Leinster final, so. Obviously, they, they they learned that lesson. So we can expect a full seventy plus uh, minutes of, of full blooded resistance from Galway on Sunday. Yeah, and I suppose contrasting from the last time that Limerick played Galway, and there's few you'd rather rely on than Joe Canning. But this Galway team is not a Joe Canning team anymore. You've the likes of um, Connor Whelan and Brian Concanon really stick out in my mind this year. Have taken. I think Connor Whelan is probably up there, right up there with the likes of Galan and Reed and Canning. And Concanon has come into his own as well. So, like, they have threats from all over the field up front. And I suppose you obviously have an Aiden Hart there as well. The, the old head for the white shoulders that could pop up at any stage. Like, so they'll go in as underdogs, but you cannot rule out this Galway side. Well, you know, I'm, 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 I'm a huge fan of, of, of Conor Whelan. I, I think he's an absolutely excellent player. But from, I've seen the three Galway games this year on, 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 on TV. but. I, I think if there are two players that, that, that have stood out for me, uh, apart from, I would say, the, the Dahi Bork, who, who incidentally um, came back to near his best form against Tipperary, are the two Mannions, um, Padraig and Cahill. I think they have been absolutely outstanding. They were outstanding last Sunday. They were very, very good in the Leinster final. I, I think there are two key players. Padraig is the captain. He's at midfield. Cahill is at centre-forward. Like, they're exceptionally good players. But if you look all over the pitch, um, 
um, Galway are very, very, very strong. Now, the, the only place that I would see a slight possible weakness in, uh, in the Galway side is possibly the left flank of the defence. And that, that is no disrespect. When one, one of the players, anyway, is, 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 um, is, is just a converted defend, uh, attacker. Um, but we have successfully converted Barry Nash from an attacker to a defender. But I think that there may be some slight weakness there. Now, I don't think that um, in the game so far that Garod McInerney has been as influential and as imposing as he was certainly in 2017 and, and, and 2018. Now, Dahi Burke is, 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 is back to very, very, very good form. I thought David Burke, while he was on the field against Tipperary, was very, very effective, even though he was handed a somewhat sweeper, <coughs> sweeper role and he was called ashore at, at halftime. Like, and to me, David Burke is a very, very, very serious hurler. And I suppose it, 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 it's a barometer of the strength of Galway that if David Burke cannot get into the starting 15, there must be a very, very good side. Yeah, and, and like Limerick, they, they've, there's a real squad effort in Galway. And, and just on your point there of uh, Gro McInerney, I suppose, dovetailing into the Limerick side, um, Kyle Hayes' performance on McInerney, who was lauded as possible hurler of the year for kind of 17, 18 seasons. And Kyle goes in then and scores four points off him and, and was everywhere. Where do you think Kyle will play this weekend? I know it's probably no point discussing that he could end up at fullback for all we know, but... Just on how good he was in, in 2018, can you afford to put him into the back, sir? Where would you put him? I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Trying to second John, uh, John Kiley and his management teams, um, uh, team selections and, you know, their team selection vis-a-vis -vis how, how they will eventually line out on the day is very risky and hazardous, as you, as, as you know, Jack. Like, the temptation would be, of course, to put him back up there. Um, but he had such an influence in the second half of the Munster final in 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 um, in Tullus. Will 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 Limerick management be quite happy to say we we live very well alone? Now they they do have options now. In in that uh, that, that, that there, there may be a temptation to to, to bring in um, Richie English at left cornerback, and, and and what an option that is, you know, and and move Barry Nash. Out, out to um, left half back where he, where he was absolutely outstanding before the lockdown, and, and he picked up a, mat, a man of the match award or two playing in that position, and the temptation to, to move Kyle Kyle Hayes to centre forward. So, like there are there are a lot of options there. Um, it, it will be very very interesting to see what what team will be announced at nine o'clock on on on. Um, on um, Friday evening. Now, it'll be interesting, first of all, to see the composition of it, the 15 players that will be nominated. And I suppose then we've got to wait until 4 o'clock on Sunday to see how they, 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 they will actually line out. Yeah, and look, I suppose the Limerick, Limerick will name a team, as you said, and they'll line up differently. But I suppose where Galway kind of have an advantage is that they obviously have a lot of moving pieces as well. Um, Parik Mannion can play midfield with Cahill or either one of them, Parra can go back into the fence or, or Cahill can go into the forwards. So I think they'll probably look at matchups. I think, I think Keane Lynch will go into the forwards for his mobility. I just have a feeling that he's going to go in there with Darren Donovan fit. And I think Mannion will be tasked on Keane Lynch regardless of where he plays. Is there any other matchups you're looking forward to? I know Dahi Burke and Aaron Galan is kind of a mouthwatering one and one we're probably going to get. 
they don't quite, they, 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 they don't come any bigger than that. And who would pick up Joe is the big question. Like he's yeah. nominated at right half, he's nominated at, at um, right half forward. Now if it was an orthodox 15 against 15, it would be Kyle Hayes would be picking him up. Now, make, make no mistake about it, and I, I, I've had some of the narrative like that Joe Canning is only scoring from threes and, and all this sort of thing. Joe Canning is still a huge influence in the Galway team. Make no mistake about it. And we are actually deluded going to Croke Park if we don't think, if we think for one minute that Joe Canning won't have a big influence on the game next Sunday. He will. And he needs to be contained, and his influence needs to be curtailed. So, like, there will be the temptation to, to let Kyle Hayes very well alone and maybe pick him up, but Canning moves around so quickly <coughs> and so often that he, he, he's a very, very hard customer to, 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 to shadow, certainly. So, like, you know, who will pick up Connor Whelan? Will Connor Whelan, he, Connor Whelan is equally adaptable in the right corner as he's in the left corner. You know that, that 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 there are going to be some very very interesting matchups. Yeah, I think I I wouldn't mind I wouldn't mind seeing Kyle Hayes and Joe Canning pick each other up. I think it'd be a fascinating battle. I remember in the 2018 final, Kyle was going for ball and he he was going for it fairly, but he fairly clattered Joe Canning and gave away a free. I think it was wasn't a free, but I suppose Canning might have that still on his mind. Um, I think with the thing with Canning as a movement, if he's playing. I would say Barry Nash's wing, who isn't an orthodox cornerback. Barry Nash might even get into the team, Rich English come back in. We don't know. But he might try and vacate that space for someone like Brian Cannon or Connor Whelan to go in there and just an experienced cornerback. But I think Sean Finn will pick up Connor Whelan and that's that's another matchup like opposite to Dai Burke and Aaron Galland. That'll be some matchup. Oh, it's, it's some, there is going to be some matchups in front of the Galway goal, I can tell you. You, you know, and, and uh, like... Where, where are we letting Graham Mulcahy? Yeah. Well, at, 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 at the other side, because you, you saw the influence that Graham Mulcahy exerted in the Munster final. Like, he, you know, the, the manner in which he finished that game um, and, and the two crucial points that he got, <coughs> there were very few corner forwards who would have got the points he got. No. They were excellent and only the product of a top, top class player. So, that, you know, you have, you have Finn against Whelan at one end. Who's going to be against Mulcahy at the other end? Um, it's all going to be so, so interesting. Well, I think when it comes to Graham Mulcahy, such as his footwork and accuracy, if you don't stop the ball coming into him, it doesn't matter who's marking him. It doesn't matter if you're double marking him because he'll find that space. He'll put it over. So I think it's... I think it's stopped the ball coming into the likes of Mulcahy, Casey, Galad, and I suppose vice versa for Limerick. If they can stop the ball into Whelan, Concanon, whoever joins them inside there, that's, that's half the battle. But I suppose two players that have really stood out for Limerick this year, kind of, and they weren't starting in 2018, is Peter Casey and William O'Donoghue. And they'll obviously be two that Shane O'Neill will know inside out. How will he try and counteract um, William O'Donoghue midfield, who is quickly becoming one of the premier midfielders in the country? He, that, that's you just you, you anticipated my answer, Jack. Um, the, 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 Willem O'Donoghue has, has, has developed into being an absolute top class midfielder. Like, Willem O'Donoghue has an awful lot of attributes that, 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 are, that are very, very, very hard to counteract. First of all, he, he's, a, he's a powerful man, um, you know, and so well focused. But he has the holding skills to go with it and the reading of the game. Like we we have seen 
Willem Odenho, since he started coming on the team, showing measurable improvement at the top level and in top games, game game on game. And that, that has accelerated this year. Like, you're right, Willem Odenho is now one of the foremost midfielders in, in, in the country. Now, he, he could possibly come up against... Um, Padraig Mannion there on, on, on Sunday. Um, it, it, it should be an interesting battle. But he, he's, he's such a powerful man around the middle of the field. And like he has the suite of skills and, 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 and to, to, to go with it. And he has the suite of attributes that you want in a top-class inter-county hurler. So um, negating his influence isn't going to be easy for anybody. No, and, and what, what, what will Shane O'Neill bring to the plate then as a whole? Because he'll, he'll obviously know the Limerick system inside out. Like, he's a, he's a Limerick man after all. Like, and even if he wasn't involved with county teams, he was involved with Napierty players. And as you said, all those players that Napierty come up against, can he bring something new to the table or does he match up with Limerick physically? Because Galway have actually a team that can match up with Limerick physically or does he try something new? Yeah, but I'd, I'd say he, he probably will have to try and match him up because... I, I, if you look at the teams, um, like everybody's talking about the, 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 how strong physically Limerick are, and you'd have to say that Galway are probably the best equipped to match them in that sphere. Like because Galway are big, big, strong men, very, very, very good hurlers, very, very adaptable hurlers. No, I think it will all come down to the matchups. <coughs> at, at, at the end of the day, the matchups, particularly. At both ends, in in the full back lines versus the full forward lines, I think that that is going to be absolutely absolutely crucial. And obviously, he'll have his homework done on on whoever the Limerick full back line will be. It'll probably it it'll, it'll probably be unchanged. I I possibly or if Richie English comes in, um, but I I have no doubt um, that Shane O'Neill will will have planned for either or, and. Um, I, I think that's going to be the crucial. They're going to be the crucial areas, and of course, he, he will have to plan for cutting off the supply, as you spoke, to, to the like of Mulcahy and Casey, and particularly to Galan. He'll want to have a plan to make sure that Galan hardly knows the colour of the slither, if, if that if, if that is possible, like because we we know the damage he can do, you know. Yeah, yeah, I, I know what you mean. But um, I suppose another narrative that we touched on earlier was the one of revenge for Galway for 2018. And, and then obviously for Limerick, it's not revenge on Galway, but it's revenge on Crow Park and that semi-final against Kilkenny. And I suppose the last eight minutes in Crow Park in 2018 kind of mirrored the first 25 against Kilkenny last year. And it, it was kind of shocking. It was the first time I'd ever seen a John Kiley's side kind of being outworked and outmanned. And, and Limerick, Limerick will admit that, but... They can't afford that to happen this time around, and I can't imagine it will. But it's something definitely that will be on the mind. Yeah, it will be on the mind, and there'll be another factor feeding into it. Will be that um, there is a belief held in Limerick um, since the Monster final, and um, John Kylie was the first, the first to put his hand up and admit it. Like that, um, Limerick didn't play near their best in in the Monster final. So, like. They, 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 they will have got, I suppose, by Limerick standards, um, a sloppy performance, and they'll probably have got it out of their system, and they'll be hitting the ground running to, to atone for that in, 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 the, in the semi-final. Because certainly, 
um, we didn't need to be told by, by John Cowley that, that um, it, 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 it certainly wasn't Limerick's best performance against Waterford, but um, they, they got away with it. It, it was good enough to get to get over Watford, which I suppose in itself tells you the strength of of of, of the Limerick squad. Because I I believe um, that there there were a number of Limerick teams in the past that played much better than Limerick played in this year's Munster final and lost, but not this team. This this will tell you the type of type of resilience that they have. So I I, I think you'll see Limerick hitting the ground running. They will want to. Exercise the ghosts of of the um, um, of, of, of the monster final, so it could be a different Limerick. I think you'll see him hit the ground running from the start. But at the at the same time, therein lies the blueprint. I suppose that Cheney might look towards Kilkenny last year and Ward for this year. You just kind of have to work this Limerick team and, and hopefully then be accurate in front of goals. But it it does seem to be the blueprint to get at Limerick. It does. It does. This bring this high intensity, high high work rate. Now, Waterford did crowd around the middle, and it certainly didn't didn't contribute to it being a spectacle. Um, it, it wasn't as pretty as 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 we would normally like to to, to watch. In many ways, it it it, it mirrored the, the the league semi final with Dublin in in in, in Norland Park in in, in in 2019, where it, where it was a it was turned into a real real scrap. And and um, it, it it is one way to get at the Limerick team, but uh, you know to beat this Limerick team, um, the, the simple bottom line is you just have got to outwork them, and um, it's a very very hard thing to do. And and on this unworking outworking, do you think Galway will have in them to outwork Limerick and outscore Limerick, or will Limerick be getting to a second All Ireland in three years? They will. <laughs> Simple as that. Um, I, I, I don't think Galway will outwork them. I don't think they'll 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 they'll, they'll outscore them. I I think Limerick will just get over the line on it. Um, uh, I, I, I I I I I can't look. Um, I, I I think we're going to see a Limerick that we saw similar to the games against Clare and against Tipperary, and I think that will be good enough to get them over the line. Yeah, I think I think Limerick will will get the job done. Um, whatever whatever means it's by, it doesn't make a difference. But I think I think they'll get to Crow Park for December thirteenth. So I suppose again, as I said, they'll come into the game knowing who a potential opponent is: Galway and Limerick, Kilkenny, and, and Watford meet at six o'clock tomorrow evening. Um, it's probably a fairy tale story, I suppose. In a way, Watford season this year after two years kind of really in the wilderness, like no wins from eight in Munster, and they come against Kilkenny, who were kind of won their first Munster Championship in four years to end a famine up there, really. Um, Kilkenny will be favourites, but Waterford have really shown a different side this year. And Kilkenny kind of, it was a smash and grab against Galway. So I suppose the golf in the sides isn't that much, if anything at all. But Kilkenny will be the favourites. Yeah, um, uh, Kilkenny will be slight favourites, Jack. I, I, I think Waterford will, 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 will throw everything at him on, 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 on Saturday evening. Like when when Liam Cahill came up um, um, for the post-match interviews immediately after the Munster final, um, he, his his first remark was that we came here today expecting to win the Munster final. So like that that, that there's there's an expectation in Waterford now whether that was born out of uh, out of um, the, the, the the result over Cork in the semi-final, which you would have to say was 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 impressive. Um, 
that win over Clare uh, last weekend was also impressive. But I, I, I ask question marks in this medium about Clare after our first round stroke league final game with him. I, 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 I think Clare this year have a complete over-dependence on, on, on Tony Kelly. Um, and um, like they, 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 they successfully brought him into the game and were able to bring him into the game and he was successfully able to post these and chalk up these big scores. But when he picked up the injury um, early in the game last, uh, last, um, last Saturday and, and, and wasn't as effective, neither were Claire. Um, I, I think they were over a bit over dependent on him. So that would be a question mark about, about Waterford's victory. But you, you cannot take from Waterford the manner in which they recovered from the Munster final defeat and, and, and really, really, really put it behind them. And, and um, Waterford will, will be going out again for, a, won't they be going out for a third week in a row? Yeah. Uh, so, like, that, 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 that is, um, that, you know, that, that's going to be a factor. But, you know, the old dog for the long road, um, or for the hard road, Brian Cody, like, he, he's seen it all, done it all before. Um, he's sort of reinventing Kilkenny. Um, he, has, he has brought in... Um, a number of new players, I suppose there are five or six names that wouldn't be household names, which is untypical in Kilkenny. And um, of course, he has kept some old dogs, some clever old dogs. Um, like you have the like of Killian Buckley, um, you have um, you have the like now Colin Finlay, he, he didn't score in the, in, in the Leinster final and was called ashore. You, of course, you have you have TJ Reid and the introduction of, 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 of Richie Hogan. What a spectacular introduction. What a spectacular stroke on, on, on the part of, of, um, of Brian Cody. And what a spectacular goal Hogan scored. Um, you know, so Kilkenny are still, Kilkenny are still Kilkenny. They're still, they're still a potent force. They may not be the potent force of the past, but they're still going to be very, very hard to beat. I, I, I think... This is going to be very, very close. We're going to have two very, very close semi-finals. But I will be surprised if if um, if we go not, not terribly surprised now. If if we go into Sunday's game um, battling for the right to play Kilkenny in the final. Yeah, I, I would say with you on that again. I just think it's probably a bridge too far for Waterford. But just on on Waterford and Kilkenny, the recent history. I suppose that 20, the 2008 final is. It was just a, a real absurdity, really. And Kilkenny is probably the best performance that was ever put in by a seed or a team in, in any era. But recent history, 2015, they, they played out an epic semi-final. In 2016, they were going to replay an All-Ireland semi-final. And in 17, Waterford finally got the win over them in the qualifiers. And they won their respective semi-final against Cork. So it's, it's a game that has real history in the semi-finals. And it hasn't been good to Waterford. And they'll be, they'll be, quick to they'll be keen to turn that around. They will be very, very keen to turn it around. And of course, um, they have a manager now, um, like who, who is who a former All-Star. But apart from that, um, he, he, he has, he, he, he has got the winning touch because he, he has guided to Prairie to under-21 and under-20 All-Ireland titles against the odds somewhat when Cork were raging hot favourites. So like he's a man with pedigree, a man with pedigree when it comes to 
knowing how to set out a team, um, a, you know, at the concluding stages of the championship. And like he's got Ty Deborka, um back. Um, he's got him playing absolutely outstanding. He's got Austin Cleason back. Um, he he has he's got Jamie Barron back to his best after after a barren spell. Excuse the excuse the pun by his standards. Um, he, you know he's introduced two players who who are stepping up to the plate now. He, he, he's probably he, you know he he's had a, he's had an element of luck on one side in 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 that um, uh, Ty de Borca has finally shed his injury problems, and on the other and Desi Hutchinson has come on board, um, who was a revelation against them um, against Clare with, 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 with his two goals. But on the downside, you can just imagine if it was a Waterford team with the the Mahanis. Like Philip retired, which was which was um, which was a blow early on, and Padraig picked up a, a season in ending in, 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 in injury. So, like, there's there's no doubt at all about it. Um, Liam Cal has done an excellent has done an excellent job in 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 Waterford. Now he took he took a major decision. He took a very very brave decision when he came in, like when he picked his first panel and excluded the like of Noel Connors and Morris Shannon. It was a huge huge leap of faith. Jack. But you see, the, <coughs> there have been a number <coughs> of Waterford teams that have been flirting um, with, with glory at mine on under 21 um, uh, success earlier uh, earlier in this decade. And they, they picked up a non Island mine on the non Island under 21. So, like, you know, there would be a winning habit in, 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 in a certain amount of, of, of those players. So, like I, I think Waterford will 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 present formidable opposition to Kenny, but like trust Cody to 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 find a way of counter of counteracting him. Um, like he he did it to us in the semi final last year. He wasn't able to replicate it in the final against Tipperary. But um, I I I I think um, I, this is going to be very very close. I I wouldn't be at all surprised were Waterford to win it. But I think Kilkenny will do it. Yeah, I, I suppose you'd probably be foolish to rule against Brian Cody ever. But I suppose in an All Ireland semi final is really a place where he's made his own in, in Crow Park. But again, we'll just have to wait and see. Um, obviously, last weekend we had uh, the ladies' football in semi final action against Fermanagh. Unfortunately, their season came to an end a 4 10 4 3 loss. And I, I suppose it was just really a, fir a first quarter blitz by Fermanagh. They were 4 3 to a point to the good. It was really really the difference in the sides because Limerick outscored them in, in, the, in the final final 45 minutes. Well, one, once Limerick got to grips with the game, but albeit, um, you know, the hearts had bolted at that stage um, after, after the first water break, at what stage they were down 4-3 to a point. Like, like that, that, you know, for Mana in, in, in that first 15 or 16 minutes, that them, they were like King Midas. Um, everything they touched turned to gold. No, um, they obviously had their homework done and really, really pressed forward and, and went at Limerick from the, from the start. Now, they got one or two fortuitous goals. Now, when you compare them, and I'll be talking about it later, about the goals that, 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 that Limerick got. And like it was a, ter a terrific performance by Limerick. When you think that having been 4-3 to a point down, they end up beating 
410 to 43 after the Fermanagh goalkeeper Shauna Murphy making a string of absolutely superb saves she made one or two before half time but in the second half she denied Limerick absolute certain goals on three or four occasions now they had Emer Smith at the other end who got the player of the match but only got it by a head ahead of, 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 of the Fermanagh goalkeeper who, who was absolutely out, outstanding she, she seemed to have a personal battle with, with Cathy Mee uh, in, in particular because she, she denied Cathy on, on, on a couple of occasions but you, you, you've got to sit back and admire and congratulate the Limerick girls on the resilience that they showed when the odds were stacked against them. Now, Amy Ryan is coming off uh, a smashing season. She had a goal against Derry, she had a goal against Antrim, and she, she pops up with two goals, um, two goals um, last Sunday. Uh, Anya Cunningham got an absolute screamer of a goal. Andrea Sullivan got a fine in the in individual goal. Like, um, th 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 there were so many happening things about the Limerick performance and, and so much to take away from it. The only regret is that the game didn't start in the 17th minute. Because from that point on, they more than matched for Mana. They outscored them 3-2 to 7 points in, 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 in that period. And were it not for Shauna Murphy, um, the game would have much, much, much closer. It would certainly have gone down the home straight, straight with the result very, very much on the melting pot, Jack. Um, <coughs> Donna Ryan will take an awful lot of positives out of 45 minutes. A whole lot of them. He will have learned from the first 40, from the first 15. And um, like new team, new squad, five or six only of the 2018 on the, on the panel this year. And, you know, I thought they gave a good account of themselves. And let's hope that when the league will resume, uh, which is not too very far away now, mind you, um, it will be in February probably, um, that it will be onwards and upwards. Yeah, and, and, and look, sometimes you hate to say it, but you can learn more from, from a defeat than you, you can from, a, from an easy victory. And Limerick will learn so much from that first 15 minutes and in a, in a side that has been so overturned in recent years, how important would it be for Donal Ryan just to get those girls back on board? As you said, it's a quick turnaround and Limerick, Limerick will obviously learn from that and there's great scope for improvement in that young side. Yeah, there is great scope for, scope for improvement and um, what, what, what is hugely important and it's because of the truncated season and because it's a season like we've never had before that um, the, 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 the gap between being eliminated in the championship and the resumption of the league is very, very, very short. Now, if, if, this, if this defeat had occurred way back in July, um, which would have been normal, and you didn't have league action again to, to February, there may be a greater chance of, of people drifting off the panel. But um, now I think with, with, with such a close, uh, with such a short close season, literally, they're going to be back in league action. Um, possibly in, in, in two months' time. And we, we, we're hoping that there'll be some sense of normality, even though I think that the GA are about to rubber stamp um, the 2021 championship um, <coughs> this weekend and on, on similar lines to this year. But um, it will be in the first half of the season with the All-Ireland Finals in July. 
and and uh, the rest of the um, the rest of the year being dedicated to club action. But um, I, I'm sure that ladies football and, and Camogie will follow on the same track, and that, that 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 there will be league action. Maybe not league action as we know it, with 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 um with um divisions of eight teams, possibly divisions of four teams, possibly or something like that. But whatever way it will be, the big thing is that the gap between championship and league is so short. Yeah, and, and it, it, it isn't probably the worst thing that, that that'll be on the mind of the girls. Again, William Dunahoo touched on it during the week that he said that Kilkenny defeat last year won't be on Limerick's mind. But the whole year's training was geared towards what went wrong in Crow Park. So for, for Donald Ryan's team, he can, he can look where it went wrong and they can focus their training. And, and please God, they'll be back in not Ireland semi-final next year. But it certainly bodes well for ladies football in the county, the, the progress we've made this year. It 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 it, 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 it boards well now. There, there there was a whole raft of ex, experienced players that were they weren't involved this year for various reasons. Um, maybe possibly one or two of those might be might be available again in the coming year. Who, who knows? Um, but for, from a young new team, um, I I thought it was a very 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 creditable performance. Um, like you you must remember Jack that that Fermanagh were playing in Division Three of the league. Limerick were playing in Division Four. Like. Um, Donald Ryan took over in December, um, so like his 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 um, his window of opportunity to um, to put his stamp on the team for the league was practically non-existent in that they simply didn't have the time, and um, uh, they had an unimpressive league campaign, um, a sloppy league campaign, I suppose would be best described, uh, a win over Derry, which and and. Um, a very good draw with Offaly, um, it would have to be said, though. And um, like I think they will look forward to that, to the new. Uh, they they will certainly look forward to the new season because, um, uh, as I said, that there's an awful lot to be taken out of that game against Farmana. And as you said, Jack, um, you can learn an awful lot more in defeat than in victory a lot of times. Yeah, and look, hopefully we'll have we'll have another positive year. But it must congratulate them for the season they had, which such was a. Uh, the circumstances. So a big credit to Don Ryan his, and his team and hopefully it won't be too long before we're, we're discussing them then in a positive light. Uh, another thing we must discuss in this was uh, the performance of Johnny Murphy <laughs> and unlike so many more it won't be in a negative light. It was a good performance by Johnny um, and he came in for some really unfair criticism. I wrote a piece during the week like, and it was really unfounded where the criticism came from and look Liam Sheedy is an excellent manager and I wouldn't want to say a bad word against a man who's won two All-Irelands and has been a real turning in Tipperary Hurland. But to come out after a game and to criticise the referee being from Limerick, fair enough, you said it beforehand and doubled down afterwards. And then Don Log as well about appointing a Limerick manager when they, they could possibly face him uh, in a semi-final. It's just, it's just kind of clutching the straws, I think. I'm kind of keen to know your stances on it. Well, Jack... Um... I, I, I'm most disappointed, first of all, um, with, with the criticism. Uh, um, and if possible, I'm even more disappointed um, with the cheerleaders of the criticism, those that are leading the way in it. Um, the two men that you mentioned, Liam Sheedy and, and Don Cusick, I do most respect for them. And um, I, I, I think it's, it's, it's very, very disappointing. That, that they should come out in the manner in which they did. Um, one in the post-match interview, the other on television, um, to criticise Johnny Murphy. Because 
I watched every single second of the game. And in my opinion, in the 70 odd minutes, and I must express my interest here, Johnny Murphy is a club mate of mine. He's a member of the same club as I am, Glenroe. And um, I thought um, in the 70 odd minutes, Johnny Murphy didn't put a foot wrong. Absolutely. I, 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 I thought if you were rating a referee out of 10, in the final, Johnny Murphy would have been rated eight, possibly nine. I thought it was an excellent performance by Johnny Murphy. And I am most, most disappointed to hear the narrative that has been going on and the people that are having a cut at him as a result of it. And um, the, the people that, you know, joined in, in social media to have a cut at him. Um, I, I read your article, Jack. It, it, it was it was very well crafted, and it was very very much to the point. Um, if Liam Sheedy had an issue with Johnny Murphy, um, the time to say it was before the game with the appointment of Johnny Murphy, not afterwards, because it smacks of nothing but sour grapes. <coughs> I'm most disappointed that this is that this is creeping into the ref in, in, into our game, because. Um, there, there, he's a dramatic, there is a drastic um, shortage of referees um, around the country at all levels, which is going to be a huge challenge to the GAA going forward. Any player in a game can be missing. But if the referee is missing, if there's no referee, there is no game. It's as simple as that. And our whole mindset to referees has to change. And I think um, what we're seeing about um, Johnny Murphy is only symptomatic of what's going on on a much broader scale at inter-county level and at club level. And Jack, it has to stop. It has to stop. I have found over the years, and I'm a long, long time in this game, 50 odd years, and I'll admit it. And I have yet to find a referee that went out to do anybody. They just don't exist. They go out to do an honest job to the best of their ability. Johnny Murphy did that last Sunday. He did an excellent game. He didn't put a foot wrong. And, and it, you know, I'm absolutely disgusted with what um, the carry on and the criticism that is directed in his in, in, in his in his direction. Now, if Johnny Murphy was from Timbuktu rather than from my club, I would express the same views. But on, on, on a local level, Johnny Murphy is a man of the highest highest possible integrity, and I, I, I think it's a disgrace the way he's been vilified. Yeah, it's, cert it's certainly a difficult job refereeing and, and you'd hate to see people make it more difficult. And look, I'm not saying myself, I've often given out to referee, but um, and that's when, I, when you have that um, public watching you like Sheedy and Okusek have. And it's just, it's just unfair and it's just important to highlight that referees don't get the credit they deserve when they deserve it. And certainly when there's criticism to the end of the referee, people have no, have no uh, um, they don't shy away from criticising. It's just something we need to change. And as you said, there is no game uh, without a referee. But look, we, we'll move on from that and hopefully uh, we won't have any, any criticisms towards referees. As you said, no one ever went out to do 
do a fella or to, to change the course of the game. They're out there to do their job and, and they do that letter of the law. And sometimes it's the letter of the law that kind of is very kind of black and white. So, look, we, 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 can, we take credit in the referees that we have and we're grateful for them. And, look, we, we hope to have no more controversy with that going forward. I'm wondering, Jack, is the people that are criticising Johnny Murphy do not know the man and the standards he adheres to and aspires to. He's a man of the utmost integrity. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure I'm sure all referees from all over all over the country uh, fall fall into that I, I agree with you absolutely, um, absolutely. And look, we can we can be very quick to criticise, but I think we should be quicker than to praise. When more often than not, that's what they deserve. But uh, we we won't we won't dwell on this. Um, it's been very very interesting in a game that I that I, I was involved in commentary um, about three or four years ago. Um, I, I, I got serious vilification after it for praising the referee during the game. The referee had a very, very good game. Yeah. No, but he came for losing Yeah, see, look, you, you want to find excuses and you can, you can say what you like about certain decisions Johnny Murphy made against Tipperary and Galway, whether you're right or wrong, he had no bearing on the outcome of that game. Galway were the better team and they, they won, and that was as simple as that. I'm absolutely trenchant in my view, Jack, that Johnny Murphy didn't make wrong decisions. Now, anyone can make a mistake. I thought, I thought he ticked all the boxes on Sunday. He got it all right on Saturday. Yeah, but let it lot, he was bang on. And look, we'll move on from that because we don't want to dwell on a negative. Um, I suppose you got word last night that um, we have a, new, a few new officials elected in the Camogie County Board and... You were keen to see that there's a few a few familiar faces, players now taking up roles, and you, and you think that'll be vital going forward for the Camogie team, who had a poor year, I suppose, this year, and there's no point shying away from it, but it definitely have the talent to pull it around or turn it around in 2021. Yeah, I suppose before um, we welcome on board the the, the new um, the, the the new officers, um, you know, we need first of all to pay tribute to those that that have that have um, vacated the positions. And um, have have kept the show on the road in 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 recent years, particularly in in 2020, which was a very very difficult year, very very difficult year for officialdom, not just at 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 at, um, at at board level, but even at club level and at national level, because um, I suppose the greatest threat to uh, everything in 2020, uh, uh, the unseen factor was. The amount of uncertainty that 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 was around the place, which 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 made life very 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 difficult, but fair <coughs> fair juice to those that are gone. But um, very very interesting to note some of the new officers, and um, I am particularly um, happening to see that the new chairperson uh, coming from Adair is Grace McNamara, and um, who is a former player, which in itself is is a good thing. Um, very interestingly, the new vice chairperson is the former chairman of the Munster Council and vice chairman of the Munster Council, James Moynihan. That, that is very interesting. I understood, understand he won that after a contest. Um, uh, the secretary is, is a very, very well-known figure in, 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 um, in Limerick Camogie, a very, very influential figure on the field for well over a decade, um, is Sheila Moynihan. Um, the former goalkeeper and, and um, vice captain of the um, Limerick team in the 2014 All Ireland 
uh, final, uh, which never like won intermediate final, and um, like Sheila Moynihan is 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 um is a name that is is absolutely synonymous with with, with Limerick Camogie in in her short and young life. She has made an absolutely huge contribution to Limerick Camogie, and here she is stepping up to the plate again. And also step, stepping up to the plate is the captain in 2014, um, uh, Fiona Hickey, um, who is the board's new PRO. And as you know, that um, Fiona is um, was an excellent captain in 2014. Again, a name that's synonymous with Limerick Camogie over the last decade, and um, is 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 somebody that that will bring us. A certain amount of unique skills to the to the job in in so far as that she she's involved in 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 um, in media work already. She's involved in 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 a weekly podcast uh, with Adrian O'Sullivan and Women's Hurling, which is an excellent podcast every, every week. And of course, she's also involved as a pundit with RTE. So Fiona would not be shocked of ideas in 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 getting the message out there. So. It's 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 good to see former players like those stepping up to the plate and 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 facing the challenges. Of course, they have challenges going forward. They have they, 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 I suppose the first challenge they will have to do. They will have to decide on who is going to be the the, the senior Camogie manager um, for the, for the coming year, and um, they, they 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 will also have to deal with. Um, uh, a couple of very important requests, um, such as um, Brough, who, who won the intermediate championship and, <coughs> and won it last year, um, this year, Bob Senior, um, which in itself is, is a very laudable thing, as have Mona Lean, who were junior champions. And, and one promoted. So there will be a couple of big decisions that they will have to face. Now, Mary MacArthur stays on as register. Um, Kira Cahill um, has stayed on as development officer, which will give a little bit of a little bit of continuity. And another face, familiar face, that has come back onto the board as the children's officer is former secretary Mary McMahon of, of, of Barry Grant. So there's a mixture of um, your James Moynihan and, and um, Mary McMahon bringing the ex experience. Your Mary McArthur and Kira Cahill um, bringing the the, um, the continuity, and your best McNamara, Sheila Moynihan, and, and 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 Fiona Hickey bringing the new blood and, and and fresh ideas. We wish them the very best of luck, Jack. Yeah, and look, we we again. I want to send my um, thanks. To those who've gone before and look the freshness is, is never a bad thing in, in a county board just to kind of freshen up get new ideas and hopefully we'll have a year more like 2019 for the camogie team next year than we did in 2020 and hopefully those new faces will have an input towards that um, uh, hopefully and like they, 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 they will be inheriting a um, uh, few very innovative things that those that went before them did like the like the academy in lit and all that sort of positivity and it, it will be a question of driving and uh, driving doors on now and, and and building on doors and putting the structure in place now they, they have one or two positions to fill yet um, more, very notably the, the the fixtures secretary which is a very very important post um, in, 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 in 
in any board. But I'm, I'm sure when, when they get their feet under the table, um, that, 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 that these things will be hopefully resolved. But it's, it's, it's well done to those that are gone. Congratulations and best wishes to those that have come in, Jack. Yeah, and I second those again. And I, I suppose before, before we finish, Matt, uh, we'll finish with something that isn't really topical towards Limerick, but I suppose uh, last Sunday in the All-Ireland uh, Football Championship in Munster, in Ulster, you really, you really saw the beauty of, uh, of the GA, and, and I suppose it'll bring up a debate between knockout and, and qualifiers and backdoors and all that, and that's for another day. But just the scenes after uh, Tipperary won a first Munster since the 30s and Kevin's first win, against a heavily favoured Johnny Gall side since the 90s. It was just, just brilliant to see, wasn't it? It's brilliant to see, and I suppose it, it, it strikes a, a very, very big and emphatic blow from the knockout system, I suppose. Um, the, the, the romance of the surprise, and um, like uh, Ronan McCarthy um, did mention it in one of his pre... Um, uh, pre um, one of his... Um, it was actually pre the Kerry match, but when he spoke about, you know, you beat Kerry and, and in, in the old system, he was talking about the old system vis-a-vis -vis the new system, like you possibly had to face him again, would beat him now and they were gone, you know, you wouldn't see him again. Like. So <coughs> I think that put it into context. Um, but a, a, a fantastic day, an absolutely fantastic day for, for Tipperary and, and, and for Kevin. Congratulations to both of them and Jack. We have to say, on the day, no flukes, no freaks, worthy winners, both. Both winners, no arguments. But it's all tempered, Jack, when you look at the lineup for the semi-finals. Cavan, Mayo, uh, Tipperary, and Dublin. The latter um, is another debate, and a debate that the GAA cannot shy away from much too long, for long more. They have the Leinster Championship to stride. And are we going to sit idly by and let them destroy the All-Ireland Championship? Because it's not a level playing field. Now I see people and different articles this week, people scratching their heads as to what's the solution to it. There has to be a solution found, Jackie. Yeah. Like a quarter of the population in one place. Like it just is not on. Plus, I I, I, I wouldn't be 100% sure on the figures that's being directed in terms of cash towards them, but it's inordinate and it's disproportionate to the others. Something has to be done, Jack. If, if we have to preserve the integrity of the championship. Yeah, it's something definitely has to be done. I suppose watching uh, the Dublin versus Mead last Saturday night, if you would put the Dublin lads into the green Mead jerseys, you'd say what a performance. But I suppose for Dublin, you're kind of well, fair enough. Like that, fifteen Leinsters in sixteen years just is not good for the GA. But I suppose we won't focus on Dublin. I suppose looking at, at Kevin and more so looking at Tipperary, it's great. It's great for Tipperary. We won't deny him that. But when you go back three or four weeks to the Gaelic grounds, and Limerick had seven points on Tip at half time, it's it's hard not to envisage. What could have been for Limerick? Yeah, it's hard to envisage, absolutely. And um, but look, that's something you know that that, that we know. Uh, like 
Limerick have come on leaps and leaps and bounds. And what this is going to do for football <coughs> in Limerick, Clare and Waterloo is, is just simply incredible. It's 85 years since Tip won a Munster Championship. It proves it can be done. It, 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 it is um, what, 28 years since a team other than Cork or Kerry won the Munster Championship. And Clare won it in 1992. There is no doubt it can be done, Jack. And certainly Limerick are definitely going in the right direction. When Billy Lee and his management team will, will reflect on the year. They will reflect on a very, very, very good year. It was the wit of the post that saved Tipperary um, in, 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 the, in the game in Limerick. Um, Max Meany, like um, an excellent kick, had to be a certain element of Hail Mary about it. Go for it. And it, it, came, it, it tails in off the post, <coughs> forces extra time. And then at extra time, we had a chance to draw it again and take it to penalties. And, um, you know, we, 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 we were that near. Now, I, I saw people in the weekend, I, 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 I think it's, it, it's, it, it is totally, totally wrong. And I fundamentally disagree with it um, that um, Tipperary didn't play anything here that best against Limerick. Um, that's a nonsense. That's a fallacy. They played as well as they were let. Limerick have a very, very good team, as Tipperary should know. We beat them in the championship last year. So um, I, 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 I don't buy into that nonsense at all. Um, you know. But getting back to Jack, in 1920, the same four teams came out of the provinces. In the All-Ireland semi-finals, um, Dublin beat Cavan, Tipperary beat Mayo, and in the All-Ireland final, Tipperary beat Dublin. What a dream if the same thing could happen. Yeah, well, Ron, do, you, do you see that happening? I suppose it's, uh, it's, it's, it's going to be different. There's different pairings in the semi-final, if I'm, if I'm right, but can you see anyone stopping Dublin? No, you're, you're right, actually. You're, you're right. There, there are different pairings. Um, no, I can't. Yeah, it's very, it's very hard to, to see. And I don't, I don't say that with any element of glee. No, neither do I. Look, I suppose it, it, it'd be great to see Tipperary or, or Cavan put it up to him, but I think Mayo is probably the team best suited. And, and you know when Mayo gets an Ireland final there, they will show up and they'll give him everything. But it's this Dublin, Dublin juggernaut rolls on him. And hopefully in a few years we'll have this problem with Limerick in Ireland, but that's for for a different day. But I suppose to finish I off... Last week we spoke about Beat getting 12 goals in the games against Wicklow and Kildare and the likelihood of them not getting any against Dublin. Unfortunately, that's how it has Yeah, but anyways, that's 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 the football and that, that'll take take a break this weekend. But um, just on your predictions earlier, Matt, you you fancy a Kilkenny versus Limerick All-Ireland final for 2020? I do. I do. But only just. Only just, yeah. I, I, I go along those lines as well. And look, I don't I don't mind who wins tomorrow, Watford or Kilkenny. I'm just hoping for a, for a Limerick win on Sunday. And please, God, we'll get it um, behind closed doors is, is the only issue. But look, they're, they're bringing joy. To, to the nation as a whole and look certainly we're enjoying watching this All-Ireland Championship and please God we'll have have another All-Ireland final to look forward to uh, under John Kiley um, oh, so. oh, hopefully 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 um, you know I'm, I'm pretty hopeful that that, that that is going to happen 
Yeah, and please God, we'll just have to, again, we'll have to wait and see what that, that, that comes to an end uh, just over an hour, Matt, uh, nearly all about the hurdles. But look, uh, there's worse things to be talking about. Uh, many thanks again, Matt. And hopefully next week we'll be reflecting on an All-Ireland semi-final victory for Limerick. Uh, we'll talk then. <laughs>